0: Hi, Rachel.
1: Hey, Brian.
0: So tell me, how was your week?
1: It was abysmal. How was yours?
0: It was even worse, I think. Uh, we. So we have broken a promise to you, listeners. We promised that we would be on our summer schedule and we would be releasing a new podcast every weekend. And this weekend came and went and there was no podcast. And here we are in the middle of the Not week. Not for lack of effort. Not for lack of effort. We did record a podcast. It was an absolute a, a, Abomination! It was a disaster.
1: <laughs> <laughs> if, if we put it out, you would have gone screaming for the hills, <laughs>
0: jumping. You would have been jumping out of the window. Um, we did try to record it. It was out at the beach. It was at a house that we were not invited to. That we were squatters at. There was no air conditioning. There were children shrieking everywhere. There was mattresses <laughs> everywhere, but otherwise, no other furniture, no tables, no chairs. Next time we all go out and have a drink, we will tell you the full story. But the good news is, we are back uh through the magic of technology uh we are remote and uh how do you think it sounds it's uh, it's gonna be okay right Rach?
1: it's it's gonna be okay i mean it's it's gonna be like instead of butter it'll be like margarine
0: or olestra, oh, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> maybe but stay with us uh mm-hmm. we're not, we don't know how it's gonna sound but it's gonna be a great podcast this is this week
1: in nope the podcast where we shut it down no, my son is no, my number is no. Mm, you need to let it go. Mm, you need to let it go. Mm, need to let it go. So I want to talk about the elephant in the room this week, which is not so much an elephant but a Bigfoot.
0: <laughs> a yeti, a yeti. <laughs> yes,
1: a yeti in my spaghetti. It's a game that my son likes to play. Um, So it's a Bigfoot and it's a sexy Bigfoot. Ooh. Um, so this is a story that really just points to how outrageous and depraved the 2018 midterms have become.
0: They haven't even started and they're depraved already. They
1: haven't even started. Well, we're gearing up. It's the summer. It's like really getting heated. <laughs> I'm, geared. And so I'm geared. <laughs> Bigfoot <laughs> has been spotted in Virginia's 5th congressional district. A Bigfoot? <laughs> A big, well, so it's a very hotly contested district in the midst of a fierce battle between a Democrat documentary filmmaker named Leslie Cockburn and a Republican distiller named Denver Riggleman. And you cannot make these names up. Like, you really couldn't. It
0: might be Coburn, so, but okay.
1: yes, Coburn? I think it's pronounced Coburn, name? yeah. Oh, well, it's spelled Cockburn. Well, it's okay. So what do you expect? Okay. Well... <laughs> <laughs> the reason that this seat is up for grabs in the first place is because the Republican that formerly occupied it had to resign because he's an alcoholic who would ask his staffers to run errands for him okay. and walk his dog.
0: Well, that's so totally normal. That's awful, but within the bounds of normal awful.
1: So Leslie Coburn this week posted a screenshot of one of her opponents' Instagram posts. And the picture looked like a pencil illustration of a Bigfoot-like creature with a black, like, censored bar over the area where its genitalia would be located.
0: I never thought about a Bigfoot's genitalia, but I assume it would be big. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I mean, I'm assuming it's big as well, but we don't know because it's, assuming it's proportional, right? <laughs> <laughs>
0: under a lot of black hair as well. I
1: mean. We might be able to find out by reading um, Denver Riggleman's forthcoming book entitled Mating Habits of Bigfoot and Why Women Want Him. What? So that was why he posted this thing on Instagram.
0: <laughs> OK, this is the uh, distiller. The Republican distiller, the distiller, Riggleman.
1: Who's writing a book on Bigfoot. So you may or may not be surprised to discover that this book is going to be self-published.
0: Oh, so it's not. Much
1: like our friend in Arizona who <laughs> threw himself out the window and murdered his mother and maybe his sister and is now running for Congress. <laughs> the There's finest lot of-
0: <laughs> story publishing houses of New York City.
1: <laughs> right. So Riggleman's original caption for the Instagram post said, cover art for hashtag mating habits of bigfoot almost complete i hide nothing in this magnificent wait, tome. Wait, no, i have
0: somebody question what does this have to do with the election this guy this lunatic wrote this book and then who, then he posted a picture of bigfoot's dick
1: <laughs> yes and then his opponent seized upon it to like accuse him of you know enjoying bigfoot erotica but ladies he's also a white supremacist <laughs>
0: Is Bigfoot white? I don't know what.
1: <laughs> do they have I, do Yeti's I, I, have
0: race? They don't see color. They just I, see race.
1: They don't, no, they just see hair.
0: <laughs> so wait, so is this what's the, but, what's the uh polling on this election is uh is Wigglesworth going to beat beat the <laughs> Cockburn?
1: It's very close. It's like neck and this is neck. Ridiculous. It's ridiculous. What is
0: it about this era that, like, we have the dregs running for office and uh, like, lunatics and Nazis and, you know, Bigfoot truthers? Oh, yeah. And this is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> but I've been seeing like ha- trending hashtag, like, Bigfoot erotica. So are people writing, like, fan yeah. fiction about Bigfoot?
1: Well, it's because of this thing. Like, it's because of this kerfuffle that has, like, take, overtaken the Internet. <laughs> so it's
0: this and big like, dick I- energy? I see. I told you big dick energy <laughs> would be over within a few weeks. It is. And now it's Bigfoot dick energy. No, Rachel. No, no, no,
1: no, no, <laughs> n- no, okay. no white supremacists. No. Big dick foot energy. No. (laughs) No.
0: Okay. So, um, speaking of disgusting things, um, you know, we all take Ubers, or most of us take Ubers uh, from time to time. And I always worry about what happens if someone vomits in the car. Uh, I feel really bad for them. A lot of them drive overnight through like nightclub areas. There's got to be some people who just get in and vomit. It turns out. Turns out, of course, yes. that there is an Uber policy for this. And their policy is that if you vomit in the car, you get charged $80 if you either vomit or spill a drink. And it's anything that's quote difficult to clean, clean. But in cases of quote, significant quantities of body fluids like urine, blood, or vomit. Um, then it's $150. And I'm like, okay, I don't even know if that's enough. You have to have your whole interior.
1: I feel like no amount of money <laughs> right. is Monetary enough. Monetary
0: damages would be insufficient, as the contracts say. <laughs> um, But it's the implementation that's problematic here. So um, a young woman named Andrea Perez uh, one day took an Uber, and then shortly thereafter, she received a bill in the mail for a $98 cleanup charge, and it included a photo of vomit on the seat of the SUV that she,
1: <laughs> and it was she not had hers. used.
0: And apparently she had had a clean night. She, there was no vomiting anywhere. Uh, so she disputed it. Uber said they would give her a refund. They didn't give her a refund and then canceled her account.
1: <laughs> this is problematic for a lot of reasons. It gets worse. Okay, it, the- it
0: gets, well, go ahead. Yes.
1: <laughs> well, a lot of times when people vomit, it's when they're like blackout drunk. So you may so not they know you remember. You may not know. And also, there's no way to really identify a vomit <laughs> in a picture unless there's like a genetic You could do a DNA test.
0: sample, but then it seems like the cost-benefit analysis is out of whack there. It costs like $1,000 to do that. No, it gets worse. So there's a fellow named William Kennedy in Miami. So he had a big night out on the town. He took two trips in an Uber, and neither of them cost more than $20. And then the next day... Uber sent him an email notifying him that it had added two hundred and fifty dollar charges to this bill because he had vomited in both vehicles.
1: Well, I feel like <laughs> if someone's going to vomit in <laughs> one, they're more likely to vomit in two. <laughs> right. Get the plot. coefficient
0: is higher. They index higher. For multiple <laughs> vomiting <laughs> and then once you see someone vomit you're more likely to vomit yourself so what if the vo- the driver vomits like it could be a whole explosion it's
1: like in that movie stand by me when there was like the barfarama at the pie eating contest <laughs> exactly
0: so um uber i respect your right to defend your drivers by protecting them from vomit but this is not the way to do it stay honest do not fraudulently Fine people for not vomiting And certainly for not vomiting twice So Uber, no
1: No, no, no. ask them before they get In the car, you You want to to vomit (laughs) Call Lyft, call Lyft Call (laughs)
0: Juno, don't vomit in Uber (laughs) No We've talked a lot about Chick Fil A on this podcast. Um, we're no fans of Chick Fil A, um, except maybe no. when they help deliver babies, in which case they are saintly. Um, however, I want to I want to talk about some of the other common brands that are food brands that we now find on Main Street and in the strip malls. Uh, I want to talk about Chipotle, and
1: uh, oh yeah, it's where Mark Jacobs right, got engaged. Right.
0: Um, <laughs> way back, call back, way back. Way Very back. upscale. Um, so you know these these restaurants now are grasping at straws for ways to distinguish themselves. Remember, IHOP tried to be IHOB. Uh, International House of Burgers, and oh, yeah. there was a prank and whatever. So now Chipotle has decided that they've maybe plateaued, maxed out on the whole burrito. They tried the queso thing, and there's a new CMO. And on the earnings call this week, he said, quote, Our ultimate mission is to make Chipotle not just a food brand, but a purpose driven lifestyle brand. <laughs> what purpose?
1: So, what, could what be are possibly? people going to wear burritos? And, like, sleep on burrito pillows. Toaster oven? like, burrito yoga mats. Chipotle
0: (laughs) will become a brand that people want to know about, want to be part of, and want to wear as a badge.
1: (laughs) Okay. I want to tell the CMO that they should really focus on making a burrito that doesn't <laughs> okay. cause explosive which, which diarrhea goes, 5 minutes later. Part to just get you about that wearing down. <laughs>
0: Chipotle as a badge. Merely days later in Powell, Ohio, 368 people were poisoned by Chipotle and literally wore Chipotle as a badge. <laughs> Oh um, it, it began with one guy who no, like- had chicken tacos uh, and it turned out that the whole store was tainted and they shut it down. They've since reopened it. But I think Chipotle doesn't this happen in Chipotle like every three months there's a big poisoning.
1: Yes, there's some like, <laughs> like cholera out there. <laughs> <laughs> But why does why does everything have to be a lifestyle brand? Why does like scotch <laughs> they're, they're tape the have to be a lifestyle Also this week does-
0: Godiva announced that they're becoming a lifestyle brand by leveraging their culinary expertise no. to expand no. beyond they want to expand want beyond chocolate. Do with what that. what do I want Godiva for? Like uh, Godiva I iP- <laughs> A couch <laughs> like godiva flooring on my kitchen, like what
1: <laughs> a lamp no, I don't- no. <laughs> And no, AT&T this week said that it. they were
0: going to be – that they referred to themselves just casually without explanation as a modern media company. No, make the fucking cell phone work. That's – just give me bars. I just want bars. Just I don't want media. i have enough media. I have Netflix. I don't need your media, ATT. and t So no, Chipotle. I'm not wearing – use a badge. I'm not wearing – use anything. I'm not even eating your fucking burritos. Godiva, AT&T. Just be a fucking no. brand. Be what you are. Chipotle.
1: Nope. So I noticed this week that my friend Sean Garrett was on Twitter and he was talking about the abysmal state of men's fashion in this country. And um, he asked, has it been this boring well, since uh, the nineteen? Well, speaking 1940- for
0: myself, wearing my untucked shirts and my a Little Life t-shirt, I, I cannot relate to that as, a, uh, as an icon of fashion. <laughs> if i do say so well, myself
1: <laughs> why do you keep having to bring up the fact that you wear untucked it shirts it's like the shirts <laughs> all right all they do is like lay down on the couch they can't even bother to tuck in their shirt because they're watching hannity <sighs> okay, all night let's, let's it's horrible <laughs> but anyway this is not this is not about untucked shirts. But um, but the answer is it has not been this boring since the 1950s. And I knew right away he was referring to a specific item, an item that has bound New York with Silicon Valley and everywhere in between in a single garment, garment of, of destiny. destiny. OK,
0: I'm waiting. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> to paraphrase martin luther king jr and and that garment is oh, the, the fleece, fleece vest.
0: vest oh it's the last refuge of scoundrels <laughs> yes
1: yes the man in the gray flannel suit is now the bro in the gray post-recycled waste patagonia vest festooned oh, with a, a corporate bro- a bro- logo a and it's disgraceful uh, yes, and there's even an Instagram account that um, that Josh, my husband, has been following for a while. Um, at Midtown Uniform, we'll link to it in the show notes, and it's just guys from all over the country wearing this vest. And, you know, there's no amount of summer. heat yeah, they stand heat like or for the street trucks or for lunch. Day. They're
0: all lined up like in their in their little midtown uniforms. And um especially there's all the summer interns now, like the banking interns in New York City here for the summer. They're all dressed in this uniform.
1: They feel compelled to wear it like a moth to the flame. <laughs> by it's... Desire.
0: And it's really just it's really just <laughs> unflattering. And one of the things I never liked about San Francisco or Silicon Valley is they all wear this uniform and it's not just the fleece vest it's the it's the uh, the denim shirt or the denim colored shirt and the khakis often pleated talk about a crime against fashion and like the Merrill's or whatever. And it's just disgusting. And now we've taken this on. I think it's Elon Musk's fault.
1: Well, yeah, it's it's all of them. It's Tim Cook and Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg and all of these like Silicon Valley executives who like feel like they have to look like they're ready Wait, for anything police, after a day why at the, does the office in
0: the summer <laughs> make you look like it makes you look like you're ready for nothing. <laughs> Like
1: what what it's like you can go biking where em- emergency m a
0: analysis required put on your fleece vests
1: <laughs> what what does that prepare
0: you for nothing
1: i don't know like rock climbing i' it- <laughs>
0: No, 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 no. So, so no. unfortunately, this is this is. It, it's going to take a long time for this to pass because these are not the sort of the early adopters of fashion trends. So it's going to they're going to stick on this for a while. I think.
1: No, no. I used to like when I worked at Twitter. We used to make them for celebrities who would come, and we would get them like oh. embroidered with their oh. Twitter handle, which is just ridiculous. And I gave one to Tom Hanks, <laughs> I love and he was just every like. Day. <laughs> It was like, he said, thanks, in case I forget my name. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Bravo, Tom Hanks. That's awesome. But fleece vest, uniform. No, no. no. Shut it down.
1: No, no. Okay. Shut it down. Um,
0: you know where else they wear a lot of fleece vests?
1: <laughs> in the jungle? In Oregon.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Our oh. favorite... Our
1: favorite.
0: (laughs) Um, I'm going to tell a quick little story. And one of our favorite themes here is about human beings and animals. We talk about them a lot. Our philosophy here is that they should not interact, maybe in zoos.
1: Never the Twain <laughs> shall Maybe meet. in
0: zoos, but otherwise we were not meant to be. Especially Jews. Jews and animals do not go well together. I don't think this one is about a Jew, but like they're so unpredictable. Just steer clear. Do not do not go anywhere no, near them.
1: It's it's like Jews and boats. <laughs> <I don't, laughs> like just don't, don't,
0: don't like, set a Jew at sea. Like unless it's the Ark. <laughs> and I don't even think. He, <laughs> okay, so.
1: Animals, and no. Then no. right. There's
0: water and animals there. Okay, so this is a woman named Lauren Taylor in Oregon. She woke up and she went out into her living room and she found a mountain lion sleeping there. Um, it was a cougar. Okay, which,
1: okay. Perfectly <laughs> which you know, normal. maybe in
0: Oregon, she <laughs> lives in a log cabin. Isn't that where they live? And they left her door open or something. And what you're supposed to do is you're supposed to make yourself big and make shooing noises, right?
1: Yeah, you're supposed to like open an umbrella, but like (laughs) that would be very unlucky indoors. I feel like you have to weigh the pros and cons
0: of opening an umbrella. (laughs) What are you supposed to do with bear? I saw a bear once in the woods, and I forgot what I was supposed to do. Was I supposed to be big or small, or run, (laughs) or like? juggle like
1: there needs to be like an app like that can just I'm sure there, you what to do. We just mentioned
0: it and i'm sure it's already been built anyway so she she comes out and uh she watched it for a little while and then it woke up and it was like a little standoff and she calmed the animal using telepathy she says that she used frequency and attunement and feline speak eye blinking she says no, this she is, says wow. I gazed lovingly and then blinked hard and she did it back. And then she went back to sleep for six hours. <laughs> so this The
1: the mountain yes, went back to sleep for yes. six hours.
0: <laughs> right where it was.
1: And she just sort of stayed there. She didn't call animal control. She didn't call the fire department. She didn't call her mother to say goodbye. You had a
0: telekinetic connection, and now it's asleep again, and I should let it sleep. When it woke up again, she decided to use another proven tactic of animal control. She started drumming. (laughs) Some sort of primal (laughs) rhythmic pattern. (laughs) Um, And the cougar started marching and just marched out the door. In time with the with the drum pattern.
1: Was the door open? or <laughs> did it open <laughs> <It's> the soup? <laughs>
0: That's how it got in. It's an open door policy in Oregon. Everything, all the doors are open all the time. <laughs> Mountain lions come and go like it's nothing. No. So uh, the moral of the story is: if you're going to leave your door open and let cougars, let well, let sleeping cougars lie, I guess, for one thing. And then you should everybody should learn feline eye speaking and blinking because you never know it <laughs> when it will come in <laughs> handy.
1: Does Rosetta Stone offer a course? No, Duo
0: Duolingo. I'll take it. <laughs> no, Duolingo or okay, cool. okay, so no Cougars, no Lauren Taylor of Oregon. Just don't interact. Just like shut your doors, stay inside. Don't go just <laughs> don't go outside. People don't go outside. Stay inside. Just
1: open the umbrella and slowly make your way out the door and start screaming. <laughs> like no, normal
0: people. No, enough on this. No. No. no.
1: Brian, one of our favorite topics when we started this oh, podcast was Egypt. Egypt. There were always stories going on in Egypt, and we haven't really talked really about forelorn. Egypt lately. Yeah, so this is a story that combines two things that I'm really passionate about: antiquities in Egypt and your activism.
0: About antiquities, so, <laughs> <laughs> I never knew this about you. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you go like up to I the like Berkshires and go antiquitying for the weekend.
1: No, <laughs> no, but, you know, like yeah. old sculptures. Greco-Roman, from right, yeah, okay. Yeah, yes. But so scrolling through social media, I came across um, a petition on change.org, and it was entitled, Let People Drink the Red Liquid from the Dark oh. Sarcophagus. And I kept seeing this popping up, and it had more than 30,000 signatures. So I was like, what is going on with this sarcophagus? So I dug a little deeper. And, um, and the backstory is that there are these construction workers in Alexandria, Egypt, and they found a granite tomb while they were working on an apartment building, which I imagine yeah, is something sure. that happens all the time in Alexandria. Um, but this was the largest coffin ever found it was like it the weighed william Howard Taft and the local coffin media of,
0: of, in, of, coffin of
1: coffins yes <laughs> and the local media began going crazy they spun themselves into a frenzy saying that the coffin contained the remains of alexander the great and opening it would unleash like a, a curse spirit, a thousand year the curse of alexander on alexander the, the great
0: or or whomever was
1: Yes. So the Egyptian Supreme Council of Antiquities, which I just love that that We need one. We need one. We need like Jeff
0: Sessions to be the head
1: of the the Supreme (laughs) Council Council of Antiquities. He is is an antiquity. He is the antiquity. (laughs) (laughs) And so they open the coffin and it contained not so much Alexander the Great, but a family of three swimming in red liquid.
0: Was it blood? What was it?
1: Um, So, Red Bull. People were going crazy. This. So Masafa Waziri, who is the secretary general of the Antiquities Council, he had to come out and make a public statement to assuage the public that he hadn't been afflicted with this hex because of the red liquid and the family. Because he's the the one who was was there
0: who uh, who who witnessed the opening and he would have been the victim of the hex and he was there to reassure people he had not been hexed.
1: Yes. So he said his quote was, I was the first to put my whole head inside the sarcophagus. And here I stand before you. I am. I have so fine. many questions.
0: <laughs> okay, if you're like scientifically delicately opening up this three thousand year old sarcophagus, who puts their whole fucking head in? What was he like?
1: Scuba I don't diving? Know, maybe he should have used like blinking, blinking eye. He lion put in, like an infrared television.
0: sensor first, and uh, I guess they don't have that much money to do that shit in in, in Egypt.
1: Oh, he could have used the the child sized um <laughs>
0: developed to figure out. No, so he put his head his whole head in, but he had to reassure people that he was fine.
1: That he was fine. But and then he said that the red liquid was not red bull or blood, but it was the result of sewage water oh. leaking into the sarcophagus. Through a crack in one of its sides. So to this I say no, no potential. No, and also like there's a sarcophagus, no, there's a sarcophagus this that
0: has survived three thousand years and then like as soon as like modernity reaches it and there's sewage, it seeps right in. That's disgusting.
1: I know. I, I no. expected
0: better of you ancient this Egyptians. Is... Make a sarcophagus that can <laughs> can keep out those They sun. don't make
1: them like they
0: used to. <laughs> well, even when they used to make them, they didn't make them like they used to. No. Egypt, just like get your shit together. No. Look, we've entrusted you. History is has entrusted you with these sacred timeless priceless objects take care of them don't let red bull soak in don't stick your full fucking head in just no.
1: and don't drink it whoever this person is who created this petition like drink if you want to die drink, drink poison. something else just there's drink, plenty yeah,
0: of- just drink regular poison <laughs> so- just drink whatever's under your sink don't you don't have to go to egypt and drink three thousand year old poison no 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 no
1: no You know what's one
0: good thing this podcast is coming to an end because I'm deeply unsure of this technology that we're using. I crave to have you in my presence and I see you through a Google Hangout screen. It's it's.
1: A muted Google Hangout screen. It's a poor substitute. Now we
0: know how you feel when you can't be with us, you can't see us. The only thing that could possibly brighten up this evening, we're doing this podcast after 1030 at night, which is way too late for these old stirs here, is the yup of the week. The one thing that brings us to light. Rachel, do you have one thing that brought you to light?
1: I have one thing, and it's been like the highlight of my week, because every night after my son goes to sleep, I read parker posey's new oh, I love memoir her. and my yup goes to parker posey the gen x star of the stage yeah. and screen i who... remember the
0: first th- the first thing i oh. saw was uh party girl do you remember that movie party girl from the 90s
1: yes oh. i loved party girl and when i saw that movie i was like this person is unique this is an american original I right live in here new York. i
0: want to fall like, in love with a halal cart chef i want i want this life i want this to be my life. i want it, I want it all. all okay I want so it parker all. posey yup yeah.
1: yep. so, so she so it's called You're on an Airplane um, and like she writes it as if you're sitting next to her on an airplane and there's recipes and it's like part like Andy Warhol diaries and part like Diana my advice. It's just fantastic. And I want to sit next to her on a plane. And we live downtown. Well, we record downtown. So she could Parker come on Posey, this podcast. Please anytime call she us.
0: Wants. We'll, we'll, we'll
1: give Parker. you a,
0: a perch to promote your book and we will do a live reading for you. We love you, Parker Posey. <laughs> okay. My yup is uh, seven year old Brendan Mulvaney of Saratoga Springs, New York. Um, He made headlines this week uh, because he had a lemonade stand outside the uh, Saratoga whatever state fair, and he was shut down for not having a permit and for undercutting the vendors at the nearby county fair. And there was a whole kerfuffle about it. And Governor Andrew Cuomo Tried to be a big macher and came in and said, Oh, well, if you wind up getting a fine, this $30 fine he was going to get, don't worry, I'll pay it. Well, Oh, oh
1: Just like a dollar, no, just I can't. Dollar, short, Cuomo dollar in late, right? So just <laughs>
0: fucking pardon Brandon Mulvaney or whatever. Anyway, there's a happy ending to the story, of yeah. course. I mean, think of the PR disaster if they hadn't like pardoned him. So he's not going to jail. He's not going to be tried alongside Paul Manafort and his ostrich vest,
1: <laughs> ostrich jacket, <laughs> <laughs>
0: his ostrich jacket. Um, <clears throat> but I just want to give a yup to Brandon Mulvaney for being a uh, an entrepreneur at such a young age. Uh, you're an inspiration to us all. Um, so yup yes. yep to you, uh, come see me.
1: Yeah, we love you. Come Brandon. see me. I'll
0: help you raise venture capital when you are of legal drinking age. Um, okay. So, uh, that's been, this has been a peculiar podcast for us, but lots of fun. <laughs> Nonetheless, we're, we're going back to our regular schedule, right? This is uh what night I say? Yes,
1: Where? we will be. It's Wednesday, and we will be in person next Wednesday. We have a very special guest who so I'm not going to reveal just yet, but it's going to be very exciting. So we'll be back
0: in full form. We apologize if the sound wasn't perfect. We apologize if uh, you could tell that we weren't in the same place. We had a little magic here, but even more magic to come. Thank you so much. We love your ratings, reviews. Please subscribe on all the different platforms. Tell your friends in real life. Tweet us at Brian Hecht, at Rachel D. Anything else to add?
1: No, just shout it from the
0: rooftop. Shout it from the rooftops. Okay. This has been This Week in Nope.
1: The podcast where we shut it down.
0: Wanna be my new friend We
1: got a lot